0: Good evening, everybody. It's the Stuff You Don't Know podcast with James Clary and my buddy Russell Rest. Russell, Russell West. Rest. That's a way to start the show. Russell West, who's enjoying <laughs> a Miller High Life. You'd think that I was the one enjoying the Miller You would High think Life. so, but the king of bottled beers. If
1: you've got the time, we've got the beer. And we got a couple Miller of beer. Beer. I love Miller Beer. It's not bad.
0: Miller and the bottle. Something about the a look, bottle a
1: look how the head stays on it. Yeah. Like all the way to the bottom of it. Yeah,
0: it's just I don't know. Some people like dark
1: beers yeah. and nah. Ugh. What it's do you terrible. what do you
0: I, you know, I'm a restaurant professor. I should be able to that's a pilsner, right?
1: Oh, Miller's a pilsner. Beer. Yeah, it's a champagne of beers, actually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the champagne of bottled uh, beers. If I'm reading this right. Miller
0: and cool cigarettes, man. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, that's the all way right. to do it.
0: <laughs> Do you, you're too young to remember there was a place called cats katz, k-a-t-z and it was like a walmart or something back in the oh, yeah. day they sold a beer called cats premium
1: oh so this is like a generic uh... Ooh,
0: i mean it was like Do you ever drink Schlitz? No, I small Schlitz. liquor yeah oh boy Woo. well we are this is part two of american mingle and we got the title russell came up with that because mm. last week we talked about our pal dr fauci and We did a pretty deep dive into his origins, his uh, hiring at the NIAD, the NIH, and his travesty with the whole AIDS, HIV thing, and his drug, AZT. Well,
1: and the capturing of kids and uh, medical experiments done on them. Yeah, if you
0: guys haven't seen that episode, I highly recommend that you go back and watch that Absolutely. and Russell found a video from the BBC that you talked know, about I, that I
1: actually screen recorded that because I was kind of afraid that they're going to pull that at some point. Um, and so I, I took the liberty of screen recording the entire YouTube video. Oh, that's awesome. So that I have a hard copy of it because that can't be on there for much longer.
0: Yeah, and they did pull our video from YouTube
1: pretty quickly. Immediately, yeah. yeah. I wonder
0: if they, you know, it's got to be an algorithm thing. I, I think, think it is because
1: they can tell within ten seconds of your yeah. of your video whether you've copywritten it, like used copyrighted material. So, but all they have to do is put the word COVID in there. Just remember,
0: of- you can always go to our website, which is StuffYouDon'tKnowPodcast.com. Yep. right. Yep. That's the one. And the videos are embedded there. They can't pull it there, at least yet. You know, who knows? They're, they, they are trying to attack some websites. You know, the search results, you'll find us way down. we, our audience has been growing sure, steadily yeah. every week. So we appreciate you guys listening live. And you, uh, you can find us on almost every podcast app available. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, we're on, uh, we are on Apple iTunes now. Um, I don't know. I'm Not yet. It, but they you can definitely find really us on difficult. Spotify. Yeah.
1: Everyone listeners, ever since Rogan moved over, at least everyone I know, everybody listens to them on Spotify.
0: Right. And, and if you so. want to f- see the video, you can listen to the audio on Spotify. If you want to see the video, just go to our website, stuffyoudontknow.com, and yeah. you'll see the part the one American Mengele. Right. We've got some other, we've got some exciting stuff coming up, which you and I haven't even talked about. But I've got some oh. guests. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited. Um, got a guy that wants to talk about the actual financial situation he's a financial analyst that'd be cool the crash that's is coming which i think we all feel like that's happening right Uh, so i wanted to start tonight there has been my god there's so much news about COVID right
1: now yeah it seems to be kind of getting hot and and
0: it seems like the narrative is falling apart sure it really does and this study that just came out i've seen this widely reported of course you won't see it on cnn you probably won't see it on fox either but it's all over twitter getter uh facebook all the social media accounts and it's a study um by a i can't remember the name of the company but they're a well-respected scientific group let's pull that up on the screen so the abstract says and i'm just going to read this It was a study that looked at 145 countries. They looked at their vaccine rates and then compared the rate of vaccinated people to their rates of COVID cases and COVID deaths. So the abstract says, you want to read that, Russell?
1: The statistically significant and overwhelmingly positive casual impact after vaccine deployment on the dependent variables, total deaths and total cases per million should be highly worrisome for policymakers. They indicate a marked increase in both COVID-19 related cases and death due directly to a vaccine deployment that was originally sold to the public as a key to gain back our freedoms. That's a quotation. Uh, the effect of the vaccines on total cases per million is is and. It's low positive association with total vaccinations per hundred signifies a limited impact of vaccines on lowering COVID-19 associated cases. Yeah, so, Break I mean, down. the
0: gist of that is the higher the vaccination rates in these 145 countries, the higher the case rate and the higher the death rate from COVID. So, I mean, look, we, we all, at least I, and many of us in the country have suspected, we know, you, you said it at the start of this, Vaccines—they're not working, right?
1: Uh, yeah, and whether that may be the Omicron or not, cert- they're not—they're not doing it, what they were, what we were told they would do.
0: Yeah, and people have said, "Well, no, 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 no—we never promised that they didn't work." But we've pulled up the clip of Joe Biden saying, "Look, if you get the shot, you won't get the disease." They said this, and what? What is a vaccine? Yeah, I mean, ev- we've had measles, rubella, all that stuff. The vaccine is to protect you from getting the disease. Now, all of a sudden, they move the goalposts said, Oh, well, no, it's not to protect against that. Once these break, they don't even call them breakthrough cases anymore. Because now the majority of people in hospitals are vaccinated. Right? Yeah, in Israel, it's something like 70%. Now,
1: you seem pretty hot on Israel before we started.
0: Yeah, well, I think it's a good study because they have almost a hundred percent vaccination rates, um, and they've now they're on their fourth shot. Israel has they have a green pass. You can't go anywhere unless you've had four shots: the first two original, and the booster.
1: And that's within a year, correct? Like, the, I mean, when did they get their back? I mean, surely they got them after us.
0: No, they got them before us, which is another reason why it's good to study. And they, they are strictly Pfizer. They did a deal with Pfizer. Okay?
1: Which was the most effective according to whatever yeah, study no, we we'll look at. Y-
0: you know, and the, the thing is, if you look, I've looked into some of these contract agreements that countries have made with Pfizer. They have to sign away everything. Well, they so, have to put so, up collateral. Well, hold on. Yeah. So
1: you're telling me that these countries are making deals with the sovereign state. nations? Yes. For vaccines, yes, not on behalf of the United States government that owns the shit because they paid for it. That's correct. So these not only are they selling the Americans this shit, that they're they're making deals with sovereign nations, right? On, um, that's, and
0: and in many of these contracts, the countries have to put up collateral like their whole uh, military. I'm not kidding; it's crazy. You should look that up. Look up uh, Pfizer contract agreements with countries around the world. So Colby looked that up, see if we can find it. But it was quite a while ago, but I read an article about some of the uh, contracts. It was just nuts, but there's people reporting from Israel. It's saying, you know, uh, here's a, a tweet. This woman say, Voices begin to address COVID in a military security language. School safety authorities, supposed to protect children from harm, were directed to address dialogue with parents and principals, asked parents to treat the school as a closed military area. Hmm. Suddenly overnight, there was a sharp change in language. The MSN began to treat any criticism of COVID policy or opposition to the vaccine as a national security offense. In an Israel that is punishable by death or life imprisonment. This is the Jewish state. So, um. <laughs> dude, I mean, I, it's incredible. This is a woman who's is an Israeli citizen, and she's—I've got—I've been following her thread. Yeah, vaccine deals. Here's what they hide. So let's take a look at this multi-billion-dollar contracts, give drug makers liability shields, patent ownership, and leeway on delivery dates and pricing. Promise of and promises that much of it not be made public. I mean, what these guys have gotten away with, is just unbelievable. The price per dose, redacted. The rollout schedule, redacted. This is in, uh, what was it say, in Brussels. The amount of money being paid up front, redacted. And that contract between the German pharmaceutical company, CureVac, and the European Union is considered one of the world's most transparent.
1: Well, that's certainly upsetting (laughs) yeah, Uh, to say
0: the least. I I just, it's sad to me because I, I have a, I don't know. I've always kind of respected the Israeli people and the Jewish people for what they went through in World War II and the Holocaust. I mean, it was just absolutely horrible. So I can't, you know, what they went through was because of fascism, Mm -hmm. Nazism, Hitler, Germany was a fascist state. What they're doing to their own people is fascistic.
1: Fascistic.
0: It's the same damn thing. I mean, in in Germany in World War II, they had the yellow star, you know, Achten Juden. Now it's show your green pass. I th- th- I can't believe the irony is not lost on, well, on the world. I
1: would say that they. Um, I I don't really want to go into that. Um, I, I think the main thing that bugs me is is. Now this these pharmaceutical companies have global bargaining chips.
0: Yeah, uh, right.
1: That's pretty fucked up to me. And so whatever we want to do is not going to affect you because it's, it's a global issue now. Yeah, they're coming to them making deals um, and that's we and put them in that position. Our tax dollars went to pay for all this shit and now they're going to have a separate side deal. Uh, the United States should be selling that to Israel not fucking Pfizer.
0: Yeah, it is, it, it is very strange. And of course that, yeah, Israel, with the one we're reading uh, in Brussels was a German company, but you're right, in Israel, it, it was Pfizer. Now, the Indian Bar Association is suing, if I remember this right, they're suing, I think it's Pharma, it might be Pharma and Moderna for uh, Yeah, no, they're suing the WHO, the, the World Health Organization, for spreading disinformation about ivermectin and causing the death of thousands of Indians. Hmm. We're going to do a deep dive on today's show about uh, ivermectin, hydroxychloroquine, and other drugs that have been suppressed mm-hmm. by the media, by big pharma. But this is one of the few countries fighting back in India,
1: which... Right, which at a certain point, there was a pretty huge surge there, if I remember right. I remember there was a big talk on the news about how India is the next big hotspot, and they were doing terrible with it. And then all of a sudden, you never heard anything back, uh, about them again.
0: Well, there was what happened was, so in this legal brief, it uh, has led the state of Tamil Nadu to withdraw ivermectin from their protocol a day after the Tamil Nadu government, indicated the same treatment for COVID-19 patients. They further accused swarming and I think that's the health minister, of using her position as a health authority to further the agenda of special interest to maintain the EUA of vaccines. It's the same thing that's gone here. See, Indians have similar laws, and we've, we've beat this horse till it's dead, that to get an emergency youth authorization, can't be there, treatments. Yeah, there can't be effective treatments. So, you know, there's a the basically if we had used early treatment protocols that doctors found out very quickly, if we'd used them at the very beginning, this thing would have been over a
1: year ago. Yeah, I mean, cuz that's kind of what happened in a lot of places over the world yeah the countries that couldn't afford vaccines that had stockpiles of off label drugs
0: yeah many african countries as a matter of fact they had hydroxychloroquine they call it sunday to sunday that's the name for that drug because they take it every day because malaria is prevalent in those countries they know if they take hydroxychloroquine they won't get malaria so everybody in these countries take it they have almost zero covid cases see they couldn't afford vaccines they weren't You know, because Pfizer's, all of the, they're not giving this shit away
1: to anybody. No, no. The only reason we get it for free is because we We don't get it for free though. (laughs) Well, the Uh taxpayers already paid for it. Yeah,
0: that's what I'm saying. Our government has to pay for it. I mean, people think it's free. Oh, you go get your free jab. Well, no, we paid for it with our taxes. Yeah, yeah. And it's cost, you know, what they say, Pfizer did 40 billion last quarter in sales, 12 billion in profit. I mean. And you know, what's even worse about that is that, well, let's take remdesivir, which we haven't talked a lot about, but remdesivir is the drug that the CDC recommended. I mean, I think it's still the the current, yeah, the current guidelines, if you get COVID and go to a hospital, you're told, go home until you can't breathe, then you come in, we're going to give you remdesivir and put you on a ventilator
1: right yeah yeah yeah
0: so remdesivir has been shown to cause kidney failure in a high percentage of it, it doesn't work well what it just is so it? happens you that happen I, I don't know how it works but i do know that fauci has a huge stake in remdesivir and owns patents related to remdesivir so he's getting paid the conflicts of interest we talked about last week regulatory capture which is the term used when government agencies have been co-opted by the very industries they're supposed to govern and protect us from. You know, so Fauci's NIH, I don't know how this guy became America's doctor, and, you know, he said, what did he say a couple weeks ago, that if you speak against me, you're speaking against science?
1: Well, a small guy's got a big head. That's all i got to say.
0: I mean, the thing is that it, and anybody with a half a brain knows science doesn't work that way, you know?
1: Well, no one person, science certainly. You know, that's kind of what the, it's like what the Catholic Church did to Copernicus when he said that the earth wasn't the center of the world, you know? It went against what everybody believed, what everybody believed to be right.
0: Now, which was it was it uh, one of them got burned at the stake it was another i don't think it was copernicus or galileo i think galileo waited yeah, Luther, to put British. out his findings until he was on his deathbed because he knew they'd kill him but yeah it's the same kind well, of I, thing.
1: one of them spent a lot of time in like jail or some shit
0: right, let's put that up on the screen
1: remdesivir is a drug that was originally developed back in 2007 that was pushed through the clinical trials and was quickly approved for treatment and use uh, on the West African Ebola epidemic of 2013. Ah. Um, It was subsequently discovered to be highly effective against other viruses, including SARS and MERS virus.
0: Isn't that interesting how it got pushed through? But now they've found out that it's, it really is not that effective against COVID and it causes kidney failure
1: in a high number of patients. Well, and it's a pretty expensive drug, is it not?
0: Very expensive. Yeah. Where, you know, once again, ivermectin, hydroxychloroquine are, are just cheap. This legal brief that I'm reading about uh, this Indian thing just is fascinating because this is what needs to happen around the world. So it says IBA lead attorney uh, Dipali Ocha threatened criminal prosecution against the health minister for each death caused by her act of commission and omission. So this this will end up going to the Indian Supreme Court. And I've asked myself, where are the fucking lawyers in the US?
1: I probably want nothing to do with it.
0: You know, you kind of wonder if, you know, we know the the Bar Association is co-opted. I mean, that's why I've never been able to get a flat tax passed Mm. because the tax lawyers give too much lobbying money to Congress, you know?
1: Well, they're all the same animal. Yeah, you know.
0: most of them are lawyers, and we'll never get that passed. It's, it's just sad, so. Oh, so this study, the we one we're sum it at, up, right? we've been lied to. The vaccines, not only do they not work, now, according to this analysis, the vaccines are making this worse, not better. This is why we haven't gotten out of this hole. Mandating, mandating vaccines is making everything worse. Now, I pulled up just to make sure I'm like, okay, this is one study, right? Actually, no. This is hardly the first study to reach these conclusions. These studies all done independently found the same thing. The more you vaccinate, the worse things get. And I list seven different studies including the lancet a harvard study and a denmark study and a german government data 80 percent of covid deaths right now in the uk are among fully vaccinated 80 percent i mean the data is catching up to these guys oh you just pulled that up the data is catching up to these guys you know what i mean
1: yeah well i mean this is this is too big to kind of hide forever i think UBC News forgot to tell you the official? Oh, stupid ads. <laughs>
0: for, that shows the triple double native vaccinated count for four in every five COVID-19 deaths in December. Let that sink in. Four out of five people who died last month in the UK were fully vaccinated.
1: Well, I don't think it matters at this point. Like I said, a lot of the people I know that are sick are fully vaccinated. Like I, I don't...
0: Well, and we haven't gotten deep into it, but there's there's uh, there's something called viral shedding. Have you read about that? Mm. That that actually look that yeah. up, Kobe. That actually people that have been vaccinated can shed these spike proteins and cause
1: other people to get sick. Like we like like, like some doctors what's, what's have even spread. What's the difference between recom- spread and shed? Yeah. Like, what's the difference
0: between what now?
1: spread and shed? Well,
0: I guess shedding just means you shed the, the proteins and then you spread it too heavy around. Like, I mean, through your skin McCullough cells recommended or? if your spouse gets vaccinated to avoid them for five days. Yeah, through your skin, because, you know, at first they said these vaccines stayed right in the intramuscular where they give you the shot in the side of the arm. Then they found out, oh, no, sorry, the spike protein spreads throughout your whole body. Right, And that's why it's causing all these the side effects you know the myocarditis
1: in, in young boys well, cardiovascular issues right you know it's getting through your blood and your heart
0: spike protein is not good how does viral shedding contribute to its transmission Can
1: you read that? yeah um Unfortunately, there remains uncertain information about the proportion of SARS-CoV-2 cases that are asymptomatic. The reported values of the asymptomatic asymptomatic cases can range anywhere from 1% to as high as 78%. Well, that's not very reliable. Moreover, it's unclear uh, whether these asymptomatic cases are truly asymptomatic in the sense that they are infected. Individuals will never experience any of the viral symptoms as they are rather pre-symptomatic meaning that the other individuals had no symptoms at the time of their positive PCR test, but eventually developed symptoms later. Sounds like a kind of a cop-out. Taken
0: together, these factors support the case for federal governments around the world to enforce national mask mandates, even among the vaccinated. That's why they're telling people, well, even if you got the jab, remember at first, they tell us? Oh, get the jab, you're free.
1: Take the mask off, run around. But that's and that's an argument I always have. It's like you can, okay great you're protected but that doesn't mean you can't get it and spread it. I mean that always made that never made any sense to me because they said that oh it's a cure all everything's fine now you're you're free to go and do whatever you want but it's like no you can I mean we're I mean, all breathing the same air here
0: folks. Let's think about the bigger picture here. The NIH, Fauci, Pfizer, Moderna by the way, Fauci owns patents on the Moderna vaccine. Well, he not also Pfizer, owned it
1: on remdesivir, is not he? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I
0: These guys had to know this. Yeah. I mean, how the hell did they think? And, and see, what we're seeing now is the data starting to catch up to it. I mean, you're seeing people like Jake Tapper on CNN starting to ask hard questions. CDC, L-W- Walensky, is your name Cheryl, I think? Uh, but her last name is Walensky. Just came out and said cloth masks are not effective in stopping the virus.
1: Well, duh. I mean, yeah,
0: but I, I mean, it's it's, it's out- just
1: nice to get a little recognition for that. I mean, shit. Well, but they, you know, that's what was kind of dumb about the whole mask thing is we all they all except from the beginning the N95s were the only ones that worked, and then all of a sudden it was just like, all right, well, anything's I guess anything's better than nothing. But I I've seen one or two N95s out and about. So yeah. might as well have not been doing anything at all about it. Might as well have not worn a mask.
0: Well, now they're saying that even the N95 is not, not going to stop the virus. There's another kind of mask I've got somewhere down here that said this one actually does work. But uh, so, you know, we need to go talk a little bit. We We did just briefly talk on the origins, but we need to talk a little bit more about it because that, you know, uh, Fauci was on the, on Capitol Hill today. And yep. once again, he got his rear end reamed by not just Rand Paul, but, but uh, several officials. So as we discussed before, there's a company called Echo Health Alliance. Mm-hmm. And they acted as a go-between, between the NIH funding, and everything is about funding. So we gotta remember it's all about money. You follow the money, you figure right. this whole thing out, right? right. Yep. So Echo Health Alliance was run by a guy named Peter Dasick. And the fund in twenty seventeen, behind Trump's Trump was president. But I think we talked about this. Obama had put a moratorium on gain-of-function research, right? right? And we probably ought to explain again for our listeners who don't know. Gain-of-function is where you take a virus from nature. In this case, in China, it was from bats. Mm -hmm. They went and collected bats out of these caves. They got the viruses, and they used different methods to make that virus more prolific and harmful to humans. Because we know it wasn't harmful to humans at at first. Because we looked at the pictures of these scientists in these bat caves. They're getting bit. Well, it didn't have a way to transfer
1: between bat and human, right? Right. It didn't work. Yeah.
0: They had to do that in a lab. So Obama found out about this, said it's too dangerous, which it is. It's very dangerous. I mean... Well, it's germ warfare. And, you know, we, we said after World War II, we made all these treaties with everyone that, oh, we weren't going to do it. Well, it was actually World War I, it was the first and only war. I shouldn't say only. I mean, Saddam Hussein apparently used it on the Kurds. But uh, World War I is where they used mustard gas. Right, 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 really right. Bad, nasty stuff. Yeah. So, anyway, we signed all these treaties. We wouldn't do it. But bio warfare has been going on ever since, at Fort Dietrich, uh, mainly. So, anyway, we've now got a lot of emails have come out. Detailed notes on NIH communications show that beginning in May 2016, agency staff had an unusual exchange with Peter Daszak, the head head of Echo Health Alliance, about experiments his group was planning to conduct on coronaviruses under an NIH grant called Understanding the Risk of Bat Coronavirus Emergence. The notes were taken by Congressional staff who transcribed the emails. So ECHO Health entered the third year of year five, $3.1 million grant that included research with the Wuhan Institute of Virology and other reporters. 2016 progress report. The group described to the NIH its plans to carry out two planned experiments infecting Humanized mice, which I don't really know what that means. <laughs> I
1: want to find out.
0: I know with hybrid viruses known as chimeras, and we've talked, we've ta- about, we chimeras talked about chimeras a little chimeras, bit. It's yeah. a we think maybe that's where Dogman came from. Right, it's a chimera. It's gene splicing where you yeah. take gene from a wolf, combine it with a human,
1: and we'll see what you got.
0: Well, and they're all over Michigan, <laughs> running around. <laughs> right. Man, I watched a bunch of videos today, Dogman. I just crazy.
1: Yeah, hey, Dogman is wild. Yeah, we
0: we did we kinda, oh, well. Easy. We got into it a little bit. Yeah,
1: we did a whole episode on it.
0: So one of the experiments proposed by Echo Health involved making chimeras from the MERS virus. The other experiments used chimeras developed from bat viruses related to SARS. So the funding. In 2017, Fauci went behind Trump's back and started funding Echo Health Alliance, who then funded the Wuhan lab. So our own government funded the development of the coronavirus, and as in Wuhan, and as our friend John Stewart said, I think we played yeah, <laughs> that we video. Did. And uh, Stephen Colbert goes, well, uh, if you've got evidence, I'd sure like to hear it. And he's like, okay,
1: <laughs>
0: there's a coronavirus that's infecting scientists in Wuhan, China. There just happens to be a lab there making coronavirus in <laughs> Wuhan, <laughs> China. The name of the fucking virus is the same <laughs> as the name of the city. It's like, what more evidence do you want? I mean... right." I mean, it is kind of ridiculous, the idea that it didn't come from the lab.
1: I mean, and I don't know why we're covering China's ass so much. I mean, other than maybe this one. Uh, uh, There's right, a can of worms. No, I know. I probably shouldn't have said anything. But no, that's. I why, think, and other than these individuals that are tied to this particular lab, we have no reason to protect China. and, and We've put got on any, 10 trillion reasons. Well, yes. I mean debt, and I mean, and for they- example,
0: for ex—I g- I use this example of a, and I won't name it, but there's a major auto parts uh, chain right here in the U.S. They're located mm-hmm. in Springfield.
1: And singled them out there a little bit. <laughs> well, they
0: singled me out on Facebook. Their CEO came after me on Facebook no because shit. I was making some negative comments about China and how we needed to hold them responsible for this virus. And I, we do. Well, now I can't even remember what he said. But my point is, I'm thinking, why would this guy, the CEO of this massive auto parts company, and there's a couple here in Springfield, so it could be one of many. Mm-hmm. And then I looked into it. 99% of all the auto parts he sells in his stores are made in China. Yeah. Nine, so, I mean, we go back to 85, I think it was 85, maybe a little after that, but when we allowed China into the World Economic Forum and then Bush completely normalized relations with China, we signed the NAFTA treaty between Canada and Mexico, Who was it, Ross Perot used to talk about the giant sucking sound you hear of American jobs leaving because of NAFTA and these agreements with China.
1: Yep, that's why there's no Detroit anymore.
0: There's no manufacturing. And you know, Trump, to his credit, got a lot of that back. He put tariffs on China, a lot of people were were against that. But Glenn Beck makes this point, and I mean, we, we need to do a show about the Great Reset, but you know, people, what did I see today? What's the difference between a conspiracy and fact? About six months. Mm. And it's it's kind of true. All of these things, We if you said the virus came from a lab on Facebook a year ago, you were booted off. Did yeah. you know that?
1: I, I didn't know you were booted off, yeah. but I knew it was definitely No, not- it wasn't.
0: They took your post down. They would suspend you. It was called a conspiracy theory that this came from a lab. When, like John Stewart, when I first saw, okay, there's a lab in Wuhan that the CCP government, the Chinese Communist Party, and the Chinese military make bioweapons in a lab, it escaped, the first cases were in Wuhan from scientists in that lab, and they're saying, no, it came from a bat 800 miles away. I mean, how fucking stupid is that?
1: Could come up with a better lie, really. (laughs) I mean, if they would've tried a little harder.
0: So and I got sidetracked a little bit but look since the early 80s at least these American companies and it's not just China it's Southeast Asia it's Mexico they saw that if they took their manufacturing to these other countries they literally paid pennies on the dollar in labor right you know so it It caused manufacturing in the United States to completely dry up. I think something like eighty-five percent of American American manufacturing was lost. Now, what we were told was that hey, everybody's going to benefit because you're going to get cheaper consumer goods, which
1: is true. Mm, Right? Yeah.
0: Remember our plasma TV when it first came out?
1: Yeah, nine thousand dollars, something like that. Now you can get. I got a seventy-five inch TV I got for six hundred bucks, brand new. Yeah,
0: exactly. So. But what they But that's
1: on the back of slave labor in a way. No so it is. It's well,
0: not just in a way. I mean, the Uyghurs in China, are they use them as slave labor. I mean, Nike's tennis shoes are made by slave labor.
1: Right. And there's quite a few more shoes in, um, in uh, China. Quite a few more feet to put shoes yeah. on. And so that's why they're a little apologetic. Well, yeah. But, you know, again, I mean, you
0: raise the question, what what's the advantage? I mean, let's take the NBA, I, I, for example their market in China is 10 times what it is in the US market. Yeah, People in China love basketball. Mm-hmm. They love American stuff. So the leaders of China were brilliant. They said, okay, this is what we're gonna do. Well, and let me back up a little bit. Our leaders, not only did they say, you're gonna get cheaper goods So it's going to work out in the end, right? Because Mm -hmm. you'll pay less or anything. They also said, and this was the biggest mistake they made, these policy wonks, they said, if we do this and actively trade with China, China is going to become less authoritarian, less communistic, and more democratic.
1: It didn't work out that way, did it? Not at all.
0: (laughs) Not at all. They're still the most... Look, the Chinese Communist Party is a criminal... Ruthless organization. I mean, look what happened to the leader of Alibaba. Look what happened to the what, Bat Jack Lady. Mao, what was his name? Yeah,
1: he's yeah. gone. Dis- well, he's back now, but he was gone for about a month and then came singing a different song. The second uh, he came yeah. back, yeah. So he went yeah.
0: to an internment camp, was probably tortured,
1: reeducated.
0: I mean, and they've—I mean, we talked a little bit about. Hey, it. in
1: about ten years, these are going to be our. Uh, I got ten years. I got to deal with. So we need to be nice to these Chinese people with whatever we're saying because they're going to be our overlords here in about ten years.
0: They will, unless we do something about it. I mean, it's frightening. There's, uh, what I can't remember the number. I'm pulling this out of my ass, but I think it's about 20, 25, maybe 60,000 Chinese students on visas here. I know that MSU alone, my girlfriend told me this, has 1,800 Chinese students.
1: I, uh, I was up north. Remember when the Missouri flooded its banks?
0: Yeah, that huge once in 100 years. Yeah, Yeah was that well, I was No,
1: 20? no, this was recently. This was 19. Oh, okay. This is 2019 and I went up I went up to Omaha, Nebraska and to do that you got to go th- it's right there on the on the border part where you I know, know that drive been up through yeah, the up 29 times. and so you go yep. up there and it, as far as you could see it was all water. Right. I mean it was it was an ocean. It's Luckily, crazy. you know, they had levied the the roads or way, you know, 15 15 The feet waters on hot. either side of you though, right? Yes. Yeah. I mean as far as you could see it was it was water. And I went up the next year uh, for work and China had bought up, Chinese companies had bought up like 80% of the farmland there because insurance wasn't paying out um, for just a massive amount of flooding. So Chinese companies came in and bought all that out. And this was, this was like coffee shop talk from, from guys at gas stations. I just kind of overheard talking like, yeah, they bought up our stuff too, you know, and so this wasn't anything that I <laughs> that I heard. This is or, or overheard from a news article. This is small town talk I got from those people up there. So the,
0: yeah, they own a ton of land. They own a ton of property. Which, if the they
1: wanted to, what they can do with that land is they can stop. I producing. was wondering. I was like, well, they're they're going to stop producing right. and they make us buy their stuff.
0: Look what's going on right now. I mean, look at the the shortages. What there's a oh. Yeah, there's a meme on Twitter going around called Bear Shelves Biden with pictures. Yeah, you know, I was in Walmart yesterday. There was no pasta.
1: I did notice a shortage of pasta, yeah. Well but that's the only thing I've noticed a shortage but of. But you know
0: why people are doing that? It's easy to stock up perishable. Easy to and in it lasts forever. Right. So my Tons point about the students, well, I didn't finish that these of these 50,000 students, whatever the number is, it's estimated that 25 percent of them directly work for the CCP.
1: I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, shit, yeah, look so at, we're look talking at Missouri spies. State.
0: They're spies.
1: Missouri State's pretty thick with them.
0: They're totally. <laughs> and so, I mean, all of these come from Hollywood to the media. You don't hear. I mean, when the Hong Kong, uh, when they the protesters in Hong Kong, you know, China lied to us about that. They said, "Give us Hong Kong back. We'll keep it a free state. We won't do author- authoritarian yeah, rule. Bullshit. The media will still be able to print this stuff." Bullshit. They went in, started beating protesters. So one of the heads of the NBA spoke out against it. The guy was attacked ruthlessly. Yep. LeBron James came out and said, "Well, they remember um,
1: this was during BLM, and they had they they could put a cause they wanted on the back of their jerseys to their name." yeah but they wouldn't allow free hong kong that was one thing you could not say
0: well i mean we could we can get into someday you know what postmodernism and the frankfurt school which where these ideas came of and just i'll just briefly explain that in after the soviet revolution which took place in like 1912 right around then when the communists took over and after World War II, communi- communism was seen as really bad, right? Mm. It had a horrible name. Remember the McCarthy hearings? Right. Where, red Scare. Know, yeah, the big Red Scare. So these professors in Frankfurt got around and said, we've got to come up with a way to promote the ideas we believe in Marxist, but do it in such a way it doesn't scare oh, people. Yeah. That's what critical theory is.
1: Well, Critical this, so race
0: this... theory comes out of something called critical theory and post Modernism is
1: this a theory that uh, that that you you start at the university level and you indoctrinate them through university professors?
0: Well, I mean that's part of it. That is part of it, definitely. But you know that that goes into that uh, deeper topic about how the NGOs took over universities, and we found out about that in the Reese Committee hearings. And you can actually look it up on YouTube. i would make a note of that to put this guy's videos in the show notes because the interview with him is one of the most important it, interviews I've ever heard. This isn't
1: that Russian one where he's talking about how to destroy America and the Soviet. No, this no. Is a one? But
0: this this is the Frankfurt School. So what they did is they created these post-modernistic thoughts and these these new ideas. Some people called it Neo-Marxism mm-hmm. or they call it social. Look, it's all backed in communism. People just look BLM Antifa—that is all straight out of this doctrine. Because one of the first things you have to do is you dis- divide society between the haves and the have-nots. Look, in the Soviet Union, yeah. it was the peasants versus the bourgeoisie.
1: The czars. Well, the, the czars, czars and, and the all the
0: landowners. You know, two million people starved in the Soviet Union, starved oh, to death. Star- yeah, yeah. Literally, they were man, eating man their dead babies.
1: Mao did the same thing because they they used all they sold all that grain to pay for the military. Well, but what insan. they did
0: in yes, in China and the Soviet Union there was a there was a level of there were peasants that just worked the farms, and there was a level where some of owned the land, and I can't remember what they were called, but those guys were identified as bourgeoisie. So they took them off. There's a great book you got to read called Gulag Archipelago by Solzhenitsyn. It's a must-read for everyone. But anyway, he talks about this. Mm -hmm. So they throw the landowners in prison, right? And they put the the, uh, revolutionaries in charge. Well, they didn't know how to run a farm.
1: Right, yeah.
0: And two million people died because of that. Starved to death. Resorted to cannibalism so what we're talking about you know communism i don't get And a lot honestly a lot of the antifa if you notice you go on their blogs and stuff they call each other comrade they have the hammer and sickle yeah a
1: bunch of assholes mostly who's
0: the nfl guy that started the whole kneeling
1: kaepernick kaepernick
0: yeah kaepernick did a press conference with a che guevara shirt but you know che guevara yeah, is I mean, people was the voice of the people, but he was a communist. Yep. I don't care how you cut it. He was he was a communist. So, I mean, we're getting a little bit deep on this thing, but <laughs> right. the bottom line is cut. China has infiltrated every aspect of our society. They started the virus. I'm going to bring us back to the virus. They unleashed it on the world, and whether it was by accident or by design, they should be held accountable.
1: But they most likely won't be. It's kind of what it sounds like i
0: don't know you know the 22 elections are going to be interesting
1: do you think it's a, uh,
0: not that i have any faith in politicians but
1: well let's uh let's get back to the to the virus because we could we could keep going on about no uh, right uh china so let's
0: talk a little bit about the suppression of early treatments because we started the show off talking about how We've definitely identified first that vaccines don't work. Now we've identified that not only do they not work, they make it worse. Mm. There have been thousands of studies on hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin, and those are just two of the drugs.
1: Hydroxychloroquine is, what, 65 years old? It's a 65-year-old yeah. drug? Yeah. yeah,
0: and it's extremely effective against malaria. Right. It was developed as, a, well, chloric, you know, we used to hear the word quinine, have you heard that? They used to call tonic water quinine, because mm-hmm. it's made from the same, it's a bark of a tree, and it gives that bitter taste, you know, tonic water, mm. like gin and tonic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The bitter taste and tonic comes from quinine. Oh, okay. So, but they found out uh, probably in the, I don't know, in the 40s. Because when we built the Panama Canal, whenever that was, and all these guys are in the jungle, right, they're getting malaria, right, dropping right. down. And if they gave them quinine, that it cured malaria. So, but not only does it cure malaria, it's a prophylactic. And you hear that word a lot. Oh, prophylactic means it's like a condom. It, condom keeps you from getting pregnant. A prophylactic keeps you from getting the disease. So right. if a drug is a prophylactic, it prevents you from getting the disease.
1: Or prevents the worst part of, the you know, a lot of the... Because I don't think any one of these drugs that we're talking... And I think that's a misconception uh, about a lot of these treatments is that any of these are a cure-all. Nobody's saying that any one of these drugs is a cure-all. It's a right. combination of drugs. It's a drug cocktail, the same way as they eventually figured out with AIDS. It was... This is this is too many different... you got respiratory, you've got cardiolo- cardiological things uh, that go on. And so you need... Um, You need multiple drugs to handle the multiple issues with the...
0: No, I don't agree with that, but there's two different points. You're talking about treatment once you get the disease, and I'm talking about it as a prophylactic to keep you from getting it. Now, it doesn't mean that if you take hydroxychloroquine that you're 100% protected, but the studies show in those countries like Kenya Nigeria, where where everybody takes hydroxychloroquine against, uh, pull up that last thing you had up there about hydroxychloroquine. Um, everybody takes it. What they found is the COVID rates in those countries are like three thousand percent less than the European countries that are using the vaccine.
1: So it would be you would have to take. You, so you mentioned earlier it was every Sunday or something like that. It,
0: they called it Sunday to Sunday because you took it every day.
1: So you, this is something that you took every day, so it never had a chance to get right to any. Because that's that's not really what you hear about um, any of these treatments. Any of these so-called treatments, everyone assumes, or at least I do, because there's maybe there's just not enough now information. This isn't treatment. On it. Well, I know, I know, it's a it's a prophylactic. prophylactic so you take right. it, but, but that's not what it's it's talked about as a treatment. And, and and this everything I've heard oh, about but hydroxychloroquine it.
0: It's like chloroquine is a prophylactic for malaria, it keeps it you is. from getting it malaria. Is.
1: But nobody's talking about it like that. When you hear about it, I mean, other than the doctors, I'm just saying it from my perspective. I
0: got you. You mean in general society, you're
1: not. It's never been promoted as a prophylactic. A something you know, you uh, once a day, like an apple a day keeps the doctor away right. type thing. It says it's not effective, and this is part of the, the studies show. Once you have it, it's not particularly effective.
0: If you get it early, it is.
1: Again, but it's... And we're going to talk about the actual studies. Right, but it, it's they when they say it doesn't work, they say it doesn't work as a... Everyone assumes it's some kind of miracle cure. And I, that's no, just I mean, not, I get
0: what you're saying. I mean, it's like, it's Zeb Zelenko, what it's about. So there's something called the Zelenko Protocol. Mm-hmm. And Zeb Zelenko is one of the most prominent doctors, done more research, and there's a McCullough. We've talked about Dr. McCullough, they, mm-hmm. he has a protocol. And you're right, they all involve several things. Two of the things that they all talk about are vitamin D and zinc. They did sure. a study that 80% of all COVID hospital cases were vitamin D deficient. deficient. Right. You've got to take vitamin D. Yeah. Now, they describe vitamin D and zinc as the vitamin D is the bullet, and zinc is the trigger. That they work together. That without the vitamin D, the zinc can't get in the cell and do its deal. Like I take vitamin D, C, B, zinc, and I take quercetin. Mm-hmm. And, and what's that? I, I couldn't even tell you what it does, but it's 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 a natural. Comes from plants. Those are the five things recommended under the Z- uh, Zelenko protocol. And he adds, if you can get it, which I can't get, I don't have a prescription for it, hydroxychloroquine. Gotcha. So if you now, take was, those was things, you're I, less likely. Was
1: hydroxychloroquine o- OTC before this? Or was no. it recently? So it's always it been prescribed. in most countries,
0: though. You know, what you gotta realize.
1: Well, we, we don't have, have a need for it, really.
0: Yeah, but we have the strictest laws on prescription drugs of any country. When I went to Iraq, did I could go and I could get morphine over the counter?
1: Nice. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't. But what I did
0: get was a bunch, I bought a bunch of antibiotics. Yeah. And a bunch of prednisone because I have arthritic issues. Oh, yeah, that just so expensive And And right and the only thing that cures it is prednisone. I can have a bad a miracle or, drug. Or it's, it's a miracle it drug. It saves
1: a I mean it's it's Really and actually, yeah, it's it
0: it's one of the things recommended for COVID treatment well,
1: too. Uh, you know, steroids. That's what they gave. You know, you know, if you can afford the steroids, that's the problem. You know, if you can a- afford that as part of your treatment, it, it does help quite a bit. Uh, from and my I know what you're
0: saying about this cocktail of drugs for the treatment, but I'm talking about as a prophylactic. And I
1: and I think we're talking about the same thing. But I, I as a prophylactic, I don't. I don't even think a lot of people understand the meaning of that. I, my understanding was more of a treatment and so that's why i'm even now as much as i know about it i still haven't been well told but think
0: about its use for malaria for a second mm-hmm. they take it every day they don't take well, it because yeah they and it, have malaria
1: and it makes it makes yeah you're right and it makes sense now that it's being broken down but it it's never broken down in a public way where people can understand this and the way i it was always the way i always understood it was that it it was something you took when you got it and they said it didn't work. And that's probably true for okay. the most part. Well, no, let's talk about that. Okay.
0: Okay, Because there was that was the mainstream media. Pull that yeah, uh, and- sheet up there. Put that on the screen. Leave it up there for a minute, please. Okay. From the outset, hydroxychloroquine and other therapeutics pose an ex- existential threat to Dr. Fauci and Bill Gates, 48 billion COVID vaccine and particularly the vanity drug remdesivir in which Gates had a large stake. Under federal law, new vaccines and medicines cannot qualify for EUA if any existing FDA-approved drugs proves effective against the same malady, which just means sickness. For FDA to issue an EUA, there must be no adequate, approved, and available alternative to the candidate product, which is the vaccine, for diagnosing, preventing, or treating the disease or condition. And now I put Lancet Gate because this is where you the information that you have in your head is right here. Okay. Lancet. The New England Journal of Medicine and Lancet published two surgisphere studies in separate articles on May 1st and 22nd. Like other GATE supporter studies, the Lancet article portrayed hydroxychloroquine as ineffective and dangerous. The Lancet study said the surgery data proved that HQC increased cardiac mortality in COVID-19. Well, here's what they did. We talked about how Fauci and those guys are so good at fudging the data. Sure. They only gave it to patients who were already on vents.
1: Right, and they were also older, weren't they? Yeah,
0: they were older and they were literally dying, and at that point, yeah, hydro... Now, ivermectin has been shown, even people that sick has been shown to provide turnarounds, but hydroxychloroquine has to be used in early treatment. I mean, think about it like this. We talked about swabbing your nasal passages with hydrogen peroxide solution. Mm Viruses, little particles, get in your mouth, they get in your nose, and what do they do? Mm-hmm. They in make the a colony. Yep. And, and they, they start replicate. Yep. And as they replicate, they spread through different organs. They probably spread down the throat, that's why you get a sore throat. They spread up your nasal patch, you get in your ears, then they get, eventually they get in your lungs and they cause these spike proteins that are produced by the virus, cause blood clots in your lungs. Mm. My girlfriend and I were talking about it. It's kind of gross, but think of having scabs all over the insides of your lungs. Your bronchia can't work, and that's why they have to put you on a ventilator.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: So the earlier that you get treatment, it's just like cancer too. The earlier you get treatment, the more likely the treatment is to be effective. Sure. So the Lancet study- They don't
1: wait till you are so bad and you come back for chemotherapy, (laughs) you know what I mean?
0: Right. Right. Exactly. So the Lancet puts this out and they had to do this to prove that hydroxychloroquine was, you know, bad. So Fauci stated on CNN about hydroxychloroquine, the scientific data is really quite evident now about the lack of efficacy. And even after the scandal lay exposed and the journals retracted their articles, Dr. Fauci let his lie stand. So what happened was, the company that, uh, what was it, Surgisphere, this was some company created specifically to do this study, nobody had ever heard of it before, Mm -hmm. and after the study, they went away, Mm. okay? So they did this study, and for some ungodly known reason, probably pressure from pharma, the Lancet and New England Journal of Medicine, the two most highly respected journals printed this study. So, oh, everybody says, oh, see, we told you, is a horrible drug. Oh, then we find out, then scientists started looking at the data and saying, this is horrible. Look, they did this, this, and this. They only gave it to patients that were 80 and older. They only gave it to people on their deathbeds. The Lancet and the New England Journal of Medicine both retracted right. the article.
1: Right, and, and- Do you know what a big deal that is? For the Lancet, which is the most respected medical journal out there, Right. Uh, for them to retract, retract something is a pretty big deal.
0: It's a huge deal. Yeah, yeah. So Fauci goes on CNN and says, oh, now we can see that HQC uh, has no eff- efficacy. Same as he and fucking he did n- with
1: AIDS when he got caught. Right. And he had to come back and say, yeah, but he ah, never, there was evidence. He never
0: corrected it. Mm. He's never corrected this about hydroxychloroquine. He can't. They can't, Russell. They, they can't. They take the
1: EUA away from him.
0: Right. And it's the same thing with, with Ivermectin. So I wanna read you a little bit just about the, uh, about Ivermectin. So we know that it was a, a drug that was given the Nobel Prize. It, it was originally, I think it was found in a, uh, a fungi of some sort in Japan and it cured river blindness. Now river blindness was I've looked up pictures of people? I mean, it's a horrible parasite, right? That like a little worm, and that's why they use it in horses to treat worms. Farm animals, very common. To your pets at home? I bet half yeah, of the dogs in America have pinworms. Yeah. If your dog is scooching along, rubbing <laughs> his butt on the carpet, <laughs> right? yep. that's from pinworms. Yeah, it yep, makes yep. your butthole is <laughs>
1: excuse me probably get. I'm gonna clip that. <laughs> yeah,
0: I know, right? <laughs> So Nature magazine published a 2020 study reviewing 50 years of research into ivermectin saying it's highly highly effective again against micro- microorganisms and including some viruses there were animal studies that it worked on zika dengue yellow fever and west nile Ivermectin eliminates SARS-CoV-2 cells in 48 hours. Australian experiments showed antipasitic drug, eliminate, oh, sorry, uh, researchers at Melbourne University's Royal Melbourne Hospital first won IVM global attention as a potential treatment for COVID. The international press initially raved about the safe, inexpensive, well-known readily available drug had demolished SARS-CoV-2 in cell cultures. We found that even a single dose could essentially remove all viral NIA by 48 hours, and that even at 24 hours, there was a really significant reduction in it. Seven, uh, Based on the study in May 2020, Peru, now this is really interesting, this Peruvian study, then under siege by a crushing COVID epidemic, adopted ivermectin and its national guidelines. Peruvian doctors already knew the medicine, widely described for parasites, because river blindness happens a lot in South America. And health authorities knew it was safe and were comfortable with it, said uh, Pierre Corey. COVID deaths in Peru dropped by 14-fold in the region where the Peruvian government Effectively distributed ivermectin. Reductions in deaths correlated with the extent of ivermectin distributions in all 25 states. In 2020, Peru's new president, under pressure from who, severely restricted IVM, ivermectin availability in COVID cases, rebounded with deaths, increased 13%. Study after study, people say, "Oh, there's no proof that ivermectin works." That is such bullshit. On the CDC's own website, they post a study that shows the e- efficacy of ivermectin, and it mm. works. Yeah, no, they definitely recommend other drugs along with it to treat the other symptoms, like the blood clots. You need a blood thinner, right. et cetera, et cetera. But there's court case. There's a, a lawyer who. A woman approached him, and I have to look up his name. I can't remember his name, but he has sued hospitals to allow patients to receive ivermectin. So a woman's husband was on his deathbed. He sued, and a judge ruled that the hospital had to treat him with ivermectin.
1: Did it matter at that point when he was? He
0: lived. Now, his second case, it was too late, and the woman died. You know, some of these people are so sick. Look, here's the crazy thing about it: we know ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine for that matter are incredibly safe.
1: Well, yeah, that's that's the thing I wonder. Like, why wouldn't if I was sick, that lawyer? Uh, I would say, you know, if, if something this safe, I would definitely just. I'd say, fuck it, just give it to me to try. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. That's fine, but. Well,
0: didn't, you know, That's Trump, too much. Trump signed legislation called the right to try. Do you remember that?
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: And I don't, I've asked the question and nobody's answered it.
1: I do remember that.
0: Uh, he signed legislation that allowed patients that were in critical condition, that were dying terminally. That was the word I'm looking for. Uh, here it is, Ralph Lorgio. Um terminal patients to try experimental drugs because before our government, our government didn't allow it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So Trump sued these, uh, Trump well, signed, signed this legislation that allowed people I'm to try. I'm guessing that I was an executive
1: order that probably yeah. got swept away pretty quick. Yeah.
0: yeah. So Ralph Lorgio, is the guy, Ralph Lorgio has built a potentially lucrative brand for the go-to guy for desperate people willing to buck science pandemics fourth wave. So, Lorgio successfully, here's one, he ordered for court-ordered treatment in the case in which the man's 80-year-old mother ultimately survived. Local news stories hailing the turn of events and perhaps leading readers to conclude the drug made the difference were written and shared widely. Practically overnight, he became the most in-demand attorney for people across the country attempting to force the hand of burdened hospitals and doctors to give dying loved ones ivermectin as the last-ditch effort. It is fucking unconscionable that somebody's in the hospital on a ventilator and they won't allow them to try a safe, proven safe drug. It is unconscionable. These people are responsible for millions of deaths.
1: It's sick. It pisses me off, man. I just don't understand how a drug so safe you wouldn't try. Whether you thought it worked or not. What we, are the side effects? Uh, I mean, are there side effects of... There's
0: side effects of any drug, well, but, I, I but, know. but it's as safe as Tylenol. Just, it's as safe as aspirin.
1: Yeah, I'm just curious. It's as safe as aspirin. We hear a lot of side effects about the vaccine, but we never hear about the side effects of... It's as
0: safe as aspirin,
1: mm.
0: okay? The vaccine's not as safe as aspirin. 20,000 people don't die in 80 million doses of aspirin, and if they did, Aspirin would no longer be on the market.
1: Right, and that kills three thousand people a year. Yeah. So
0: what aspirin overdose?
1: Yeah, but anything taken in but taking that's an excess. Overdose. Take anything taken in that's excess. That's an overdose. Yeah, These that's vaccines different. aren't overdose. That's different, right?
0: So, you know, experts Trump and ivermectin risks discouraging people from getting vaccinated. See, the whole thing is they they big pharma owns. We've talked about it, they own eighty percent of the media. They own Congress. They oh. own the administration. You know, even Trump. Too much power. And Trump. Even Trump's out pushing the damn vaccine,
1: you know? Well, he, dude, all you'd have to do is walk up to him and say, hey, you want to cut of this? And he'd take it. Yeah?
0: Well, I don't know about that. I
1: don't— I oh, just think, I think he absolutely would. You think? Well, you think he's taking money? I, I think. No, I don't think he's offered yet. But I think if they if they came up to him and said, "Hey, you, we'll give you a cut," just fucking. you,
0: nah, you know, Trump's got enough money. He doesn't need any more money.
1: I I think he, he's. pushing. I think he gets off look, on Look, he's got a huge deals.
0: ego, and he's the one that feels responsible for Operation Warp Speed, and so he's got to go out and push
1: it. Maybe. Yeah, that may be part of it.
0: Yeah. And when the last time he brought it up at one of his rallies, he was booed right. for five minutes. Look, Americans don't want this vaccine. There's a certain group that does, that were convinced it's safe. But now, I mean, look, in the like we said at the start of the show, it's turning, the pendulum's turning. I mean, as more studies come out, the vaccine is not effective. COVID's through the roof right now. Mm-hmm. If we just treated everyone with hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin and if people took their vitamins It would go away, it'd be done.
1: What are we gonna do about it?
0: We're doing what we can right now. That's
1: all we can do, right?
0: You know? I mean, it's, I told you about a a CEO of a local hospital, one of the big two, who blocked me on Twitter. Sure. Because I simply asked him the question, he would put a different post every day about, make sure and get your vaccine, make sure you get your second and all I would ask him is, what do you know about early treatments? Are we doing any research into early treatment? That's all I said. He eventually blocked me. Okay, we talked about it last week, but I'm gonna reiterate, hospitals have been paid billions for COVID
1: patients. Oh, absolutely.
0: They get, I think it's uh, six, somewhere around 16,000 if they get an admittance to the hospital for COVID. They right. get an additional payment if the patient goes on a ventilator. They get a $39,000 payment if the, COVID, if the patient dies. They're paying hospitals to kill people. And remdesivir is still the recommended treatment from the CDC, even though all these other countries, look, the Western countries are the ones that are suffering. You're not seeing this in the third world countries because they take hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin. And you can get it well, over the counter. You're not seeing cases through the roof in places like Iraq. You can no, go buy ivermectin. they're virtually untouched. Untouched. Yeah. And why, I mean, why the hell aren't people waking up? And a lot of them are. Look, I see more and more. I mean, I'm a big Twitter head, and I see more and more fully vaccinated people going, man, I can't believe this. Well, I... We were told a big lie in the media, the president at the time, Donald Trump, uh, Fauci, everybody said this is the cure, the vaccine. Well, then
1: they backpedaled and said, "Well, it'll keep you, it'll keep hospitalizations and deaths down." Yeah. Ultimate backpedal. Okay, so at that point, it's a fucking treatment. At that point, it's a goddamn treatment. But there's no other treatments available. (laughs) Right. Right. So if we can use that as a treatment, why can't we use? The other ones. The other ones.
0: Well, and now we know that even that's a lie, right? The latest study. That well, no, gets, it doesn't even fucking work. So. Well, no, but it actually increases deaths. We started the show yeah. with the study in 145 countries. The higher the vaccination rates, the higher the deaths, the higher the number of cases. It's causing more cases. And if you, you know, call me an anti-vaxxer, it's fine. I'm an anti-COVID vaxxer, big time.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm... I, I think there's I think that the whole thing stinks and I think most people should be asked questions about it. I think they should be more transparent about uh their, the way they came to I mean you you like you said it takes ten years to come with the goddamn vaccine. We did this in eight months, which is longer than, than the thing even fucking lasts. Or shorter than the fucking thing even last. Like right. so w- just where are we at? <laughs> That's all I wanna know. Well just be honest with us, be transparent. But there's too much money that's been
0: gone, you know, and our transparency's been gone from our government for so long. I mean, you look at a guy like Kennedy.
1: Got killed for trying to be transparent. Yeah. Last great fucking president we had, I think.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and even he got in because his dad was a mobster and swung the vote in Chicago. Yeah. I mean, he got in illegally. Nixon should (laughs) have been president. But I agree with you. The principles for which he stood for, which were anti-war, world peace. Did you know he started the Peace Corps?
1: Yeah. I mean, dude, just his speeches alone inspired people to be American, inspired Americans to do great things. You don't hear that anymore.
0: Oh, verify. What is this, CBS News? I wouldn't. CBS (laughs) news. I don't
1: don't trust that one, man. He's, He's
0: looking. See, you're using Google. You can't use Google. By the way, our listeners out there, if you use Google to get information, you're going to get skewed information. Do a test. I use something called Ecosia. Do a test, download Ecosia, do a search for, let's do one here, hospitals paid for COVID. And I guarantee you, that the results I get are totally different than the results you get on Google. Hospitals in COVID-19 hotspots to receive 10 billion more in federal funding. Here's an article I just oh, pulled great. up. Oh, great. Great. Well, I mean, the, you know, look, the vouching the NIH, you gotta remember too. You say, well, what about all these other doctors and scientists? The medical community, I remember my dad who's a doctor, used to talk about, this was back, he had a private practice, but he said, you know, hospitals are starting to buy up practices. People don't remember this. It used to be that doctors were independent. They used a hospital. They were given uh, practice privileges to practice within that hospital. They're private. Now, virtually, almost every doctor works for the hospital. They get their funding through the hospital, their, they paycheck, get their paycheck from the hospital, right. and the grants and the money that comes from the federal government and organizations like the Gates Foundation all flows through. Their bread and butter, their bread is buttered by Big Pharma.
1: Well, and you know, anybody that's ever had a job mm-hmm. knows you don't balk the bu- you know, buck the bus, you know. So you, you've got to do what your boss says and so it's it works out perfect when they're employees.
0: Oh my god, I was way off. Listen to this. Amount of assistance reduced. The new round will pay $50,000 per, per COVID-19 emission compared with 77,000 in earlier high impact round. A senior HH S. official said on a media call that the reduced funding is due to the number of such admissions surging from 50,000 to more than 400,000 by the time of the second round. They get 50 grand every time they admit a patient with COVID. So why wouldn't you just send them home with no treatment and say, yeah, just wait till you can't breathe, then come back?
1: Or give them a vaccine, that didn't work.
0: Just imagine. I mean you, you do a hundred patients, what's that? A a million bucks or five million. It's good money. I mean, that's insane. <laughs> and this is coming out of the taxpayers.
1: That's why inflation's so goddamn high.
0: That's definitely a lot of it. So I mean it's just everything is bass backwards. And you know, the anything out of the show is that we've got to push for early treatments. You know? Yeah. And these people need to be held accountable. Peter Dasick we need to hold China accountable. Fauci needs to be held accountable. And, and I don't know if it'll ever happen. It probably doesn't because there's never any justice.
1: All right? No, nah, mm. there won't be. I I'm not, no, don't even think. I, that's too much to ask, I think. But uh, just the ability to, to, to use something that works, I think, is, uh, is a reasonable mm. ask.
0: Mm. I just saw this quote that Dasik said. We stand together with 20 other, 20 other signed, the the WHO World Health Organization sent a team to investigate the origin. I just want to bring this up because I forgot to mention before. So they sent a team to Wuhan, China, to investigate the origin. You know who they picked as the American representative? Mm. Peter Daszak, the very guy who owned Health, Echo Health Alliance, and this is what he said. We stand together to strongly condemn conspiracy theories suggesting that COVID-19 does not have a natural origin. Conspiracy theories do nothing but create fear, rumors, and prejudice that jeopardize our global collaboration in the fight against the virus. And now we know it came from the lab. It's not a theory anymore. They've done genetic testing. we know it came from the lab once again the difference between a conspiracy theory is about six months in fact it's about six months so
1: So we'll look at some of our episodes here in six months and see where we get yeah yeah (laughs) be
0: crazy hopefully things are turning around a little bit so you know we appreciate you guys listening to us ran i've really ran it tonight no
1: it's interesting i like listening to it
0: but you know it's it, it it's such a I've never, you know, I'm 62, bro. I've never seen anything in this in my lifetime yeah, like there's,
1: this. There's there's too much money to be made here. That's the problem.
0: Yeah, and the poor countries, they're doing fine.
1: Yeah, because they're getting the nice off label drugs.
0: Yeah, ivermectin. Yeah. So remember, you can if you're listening in the uh, Southwest Missouri area, I'll give Dr. Poppy a shout out.
1: Is that a real name? Yeah. Well, her <laughs> first
0: name is Poppy. I can't remember her last name, but she oh, goes okay. by Dr. Poppy. She's an OBGYN, but she will treat. If you're sick with COVID, she won't treat as a prophylactic, because I asked her. Mm-hmm. She will treat COVID patients. As long as they don't pull her license, she'll treat you with ivermectin, hydroxychloroquine, other things.
1: Which so. seems reasonable. If it doesn't work, you're you're going to die anyway. So, yeah. <laughs> well, I, I will make
0: it. sure that uh, I get these links to you so we can put them in the yeah. show notes, because I think people like to research this on our own, I, so. know that I'm not spouting bullshit, that yeah. we've done our research. So, it's a good show. Great. Right. yeah.
1: That was awesome. See
0: you next week. I don't know what we're doing next week. We'll find out. We'll figure (laughs) it out. (laughs) Thank you, guys. (laughs) Have a great night. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye.